Fam, I'm about to tear you a new ass. And sew up your old ass. Okay, all right. I'm gonna punch you in the fuck! I'm gonna make you my bitch's bitch. You're gonna be my grand bitch. Yeah. You're about to get 20 likes on Instafuck. If I see you around here again, I'm gonna put a hashtag on your ass and see how many hits it gets. Hmm? Oh my God. Hope you brought your Costco card because you're about to get dick in bulk. This is so dark. You eat organic? How about fresh, farm to table, a puree of my balls? Yeah. Merry Dickmas, Santa cock. Oh shit. Damn, this is sick. My honor left a long time ago. your feeling because like he has to make it apparent to say good morning to me five times a day yeah, yeah that's what day. he does and then like and i'm like i good morning i've said it already you know yeah. you don't need to keep coming back and talking to me but it's how he gets in to like get information out of you or or, or weasel his way in you or, out so fucking much that you have to talk to him you know what i mean he'll say good night to me like 16 times in one night i'm like dude get yeah, a good night okay <laughs> Like, all my other roommates, like, they can enter and leave the room freely and not, and they'll just be like, yeah, we're roommates. We don't have to say hi and bye every time we walk into a door. I'm just like, dude. And, and like, I don't think he gets it, but it's, it is what it is, so. Absolutely. I don't know. Three, three months of this. I, I think once I'm, like, actually in phase four and have a car and have ways to escape, then I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, the, uh, but there'll there'll be times I'll just be sitting in my room trying to do like my Genesis book. Yeah. And he doesn't un- comprehend ADD or ADHD, and he'll be like, Brian, Brian, check out this this key ring I got. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to work. Like, you don't <laughs> understand. Like, I'll get distracted by the littlest shit. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. He just doesn't get it. But and that uh, he and he won't ever get it. No, no, you that's the mean? thing. No, there's no. Like, I try to explain it to him, and he, he's just... It's like talking to a fucking cloud of smoke, dude. Yeah. It's fucked. Anyway, so, welcome, listeners. This is me, uh, Bo Balls. Um, this is with my, my very good friend. How do, Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my friends call me Little Bear, so everyone listening, you can call me Little Bear. We'll go with that. that yeah, let's my go My dad's name is Bear. He's a crazy asshole, so I uh, just took over the name Little Bear because I followed in his footsteps as a crazy That's asshole. That's crazy, though, because I knew your dad from all the times I <laughs> went to jail, and he was always chill as fuck. Yeah, chill as see, fuck. the thing is, my dad, uh, he's chill with fucks with everybody, you know? Yeah. But for me, it was a different story. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. For me, he was a fucking crazy fucking asshole. A hard ass. Manipulated every situation in my life to try to better my life. And in the long run, he made me just worthless and give up, you know? Do you think, like, in his mind, that was the way he could try and, like, guide you towards a different route? I think so. Like, for the longest time in my life, he uh, he he always had to be setting direction for me he wanted me to be exactly following in footsteps you know and uh due to a sports injury that's when uh, drugs and alcohol became a big part of my life and 
and he still wanted to control it and try to get me off of it. But uh, every time he told me to go left, I'd go right, you know? Yeah, I was, was going to be the black sheep no matter what anyone fucking told me. Yeah. See, what, what my dad would do is he would, uh, he would guilt trip me, and I didn't respond well. I was like, if you're going to guilt trip me, and I'm going to do the exact opposite thing just to try and show you that that is not effective. Yeah, I would, I would piss him off enough to where he wouldn't even talk to me anymore. He'd go behind my back to employers, to my ex, to really? you know friends in my life and talk shit about me or figure out information on me to try to get me in trouble. You know what I mean? Most of my arrests happened because my dad put me in jail. My dad, really? Yeah, exactly. Like, I could say probably six six of my arrests were due to my dad uh, having his friends that he since he worked there uh, just come and pick me up at the house. Or like one year on my birthday party, you know, I uh, thought I was getting a card from my grandparents, and my dad showed up with cops for my warrant and had them arrest me. Jesus. So like, I had a lot of resentment towards my dad for those things, you know. But like, I talked to every single person who's been in county jail, and. I'm respected because of my father. You know what I mean? Yeah. They all respected my dad. So here's a guy that has a father working there, but they still put in GP just because of the respect I had, you know? It's almost like having a a parent who's a teacher and they're cool to all the other students, but when their son comes into class, they're super hard on them. Oh, absolutely. I remember one time, my first time in jail, uh, before I, like, figured the whole system out, you know? They, my dad had them put me in isolation. You know, and I'm sitting there in a fucking seven by for seven. For no reason? For no reason, dude. <laughs> just to fucking punish me, to, to yeah. make me feel how, how low it can really get, you know? Yeah. And uh, it didn't really get that low for me, dude, you know? Like, yeah. I, st- I did my time. I just slept, did what I could do. But uh, I know once he retired and I started getting arrested a lot more, I was able to manipulate my way into, you know, into the decks, onto the, you know, into the dorms and... And uh, people would always come up to me, and they're like, you're, you're, you're Bears boy, right? And I'm like, yeah, and if you have a fucking problem, let's just handle it now. Because yeah. I'm not going to play this bullshit, you know what I mean? Like, you can talk to dudes, I'm as solid as they come. I don't play that fucking CO, son, whatever the fuck you want to say it. But, like, I remember I got into the, the dorms for the first time, dude. And it's main, like, main jail dorm? Main jail dorm, yeah. you know what I mean? I get in main jail dorm, and... This dude comes up to me and he's like, I'm the key holder, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, right on, bro, you know, yeah. I'm looking at this guy and he's like, whatever, he's like, whatever you need, dog, you know, and I'm like, all right, he's like, you're Bears boy, huh, and I'm like, yeah, and he's like, your dad's a cool motherfucker, dog, he's like, brings me around the entire fucking room and just tells everybody, this is Bears boy, you won't fuck with him, you know, yeah. and from that day forward, it was like, let's fucking do this, you know what I mean, and, and the minute he left, he fucking passed him to me and I figured out the whole situation in jail. You might figure out how to fucking run drugs through the jail. I figured out how to fucking get whatever I needed. You know, it was it was as simple as that once I got the, the people I needed in line. Yeah, drugs are not difficult to get in that jail. Absolutely not. You know, There was so many times I would get patted down, and I was like, dude, I could have brought drugs. Because I would do uh, weekends yeah. for sanctions at drug court, and then I would be in there for a weekend. I'm like, dude, I could have snuck something in and made, like, a shit ton of money. Yeah, absolutely, they dude. They're so lax on that. And their fucking body scanner, I think it was donated by the airport because it was malfunctioning. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's, a, like, it's a metal. It's for metals. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, everyone thought it was a, a body-dense thing, but it's only for, like, metal purposes. You know what yeah. I mean? So I got guys that were bringing in all kinds of shit in their belly buttons, you know, you know <laughs> cabinet. Belly I'd have fat guys bring shit in their belly buttons because when you're getting searched, they tell you lift your stomach, check your nuts, fucking bend over cough, but no fat guy ever got his belly button checked, so these <laughs> dudes were getting fucking dope inside through their belly button, you know what I mean? That's fucking hilarious. It was hilarious how you could just get anything you want, you know? 
So you've been in main jail dorm. You've been to the the hundred wings, like eight hundred. I've been all over that fucking jail. The I decks. I've been and out the to decks. the farm. I've been on the decks. I've been fucking on R deck when I was on disciplinary. I've been on A deck when I broke my back. You know what I mean? I've done my tour of that jail for sure. You know? Yeah. What would you say politics are like in there though? Like, I mean, I've been. I think there. It really depends on the part of the jail. It like, does. There. I mean, like the proly decks is pretty solid. You yeah. know what I mean? But. When I got in the main jail dorm, it was uh, it was very Camp Snoopy like, you know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. actually got rolled out of the dorm for running politics too hard in there. Really? Yeah, they uh, I was getting it was funny, dude. I remember this clear as day. Like, we we'd have our little committee and like things would go bad, you know. And fucking, they always say the shower's undefeated. You know what I mean? Because if you get in a fight in the shower, you never tell the CEO. So oh yeah, you know what I mean. So we would always have people get you know, torp- torpedoed inside the shower and. Uh, one night, this dude called me out, you know, and I'm fucking like, let's do this, dude. I don't need a torpedo. I don't, we're going to be one-on-one. Let's fucking go, you little fucker, you know? <laughs> and uh, I'm walking into the fucking shower. I take my shirt off, walking in. He's already in there. And the fucking CO calls me, and he's like, don't go in there. And I'm like, why? He's like, get your shit. We're rolling you out. People have been kiting you about you all week, fucking. For the last what? Two, for the last two weeks, I've gotten two kites about you fucking politicking and fucking beating people up in the shower and all this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I got all these fucking people kiting me out in Mangio Dorm. That's fucking crazy. That's when I realized that Mangio Dorm was just turning over to be fucking just a Camp Snoopy little snitch bitch pod. You know what I mean? Wow. And that's when I went over to Ardeck, dude, and Ardeck was, uh, I remember walking in, uh, like this little kid, little 21-year-old's in my cell that they're putting me in, and he's like, I walk in and he's like, I'm going to give you bottom bunk. I've heard some gnarly stories about you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to, dog. You know what I mean? I'm not that gnarly. I just yeah. take care of my own when I need to, you know? Yeah. And uh, he's like, no, it's okay. He's like, you can have bottom bunk. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so, like, I moved into Ardex, and uh, I, that's when I started fucking trying to get out to the farm for a while, you know? And it took... it took Like three months? About three months, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, I finally got out there, and uh, fuck, dude, like, out there was... It was a whole different ball game, dude. It was awesome. Like we actually ran shit clean. We, had, you know, what I mean, had our tables, had everything. It was a good deal. I got into the kitchen crew and me doing what I do. You know, what I mean, I just fucking started running it like a boss, dude. And fucking, it was funny because I, I had staff members just telling me like, get your guys in line instead of them trying to get us in line. You know? Oh yeah. I, I remember a CEO telling me that I have to take direction, not give direction, because everyone listens to me. Because they respect my dad, you know? Yeah. So it was like, I had that pull, you know what I mean? Like, this is Bear's boy, like, he better fucking listen to him. And it was funny, dude. Like, I, I mean, I was I was a piece of shit, dude. You know what I mean? But, like, when you put me in jail that many times, like, I'm going to learn the system and how to fucking beat the system. Exactly. You know what I mean? Use it to your advantage. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's where I met a lot of good dudes, you know? I met a lot of good-ass dudes on the farm. I met guys that are in this program that were on the farm with me that decided to come get some recovery due to the fact that I was picking a, a recovery for once in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's actually been beneficial knowing that I already knew guys in the program and guys that came after me were in, the, like, in jail with me, and it's like a whole system where we all of us dudes like that want to change our lives, like, are finally getting together, and we're leaving that, that politic, that fucking bullshit life behind us, you know? And for the first yeah. time, like, I can honestly say that I wake up happy, you know? I wake up not having to fucking chase that bag of dope or beat this guy up because he didn't pay me back or, you know, things like that. Like, my life today is is better than it's been in a long time, dude, you know? Yeah, it was funny because, what was it, uh, a few days ago when it was New Year's Eve, you were saying 
Yeah, last this time last year, I was in jail. Absolutely. Uh, what what's the backstory behind that? Because for me, that time last year, I was in the ER room in Slow County. I think I had missed a goofball shot, and my arm swole up like twice the size of the other. Yeah, one. that'll do it. And uh, I was like, "Fuck!" So I had to, f- and I had to drive on a suspended license there. And this fucking biker gang was just decked out in the fucking waiting room because so one of their boys got hit by a car or some shit. And I just remember just being like, just in the worst place at all. And I was like having sleep paralysis. I was having night terrors because I had just like overdose bad and uh i was a piece of shit dude i was just like yeah. even though my arm was swollen up i was hitting my other arm in the parking lot right <laughs> straight off the up you know what i mean yeah. that was, oh, the, it was bad that's the routine you make a reservation and you, before you get out of jail every time doing a shot down kansas avenue before we even get to the fucking highway one you know oh I mean? i'd be in the, in the dui class up the street when we take little breaks i'd go down to the same parking lot bang one out it was and then, like, it's funny because, like, now I look back and I'm like, wow, I looked uh, like a fucking hot mess. And, but during when I'm in it, like, I don't, that's the last thing on my mind. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that, too, because I remember I, my mom told me one time, you know, I was, I'm a bigger guy, so my mom tells me one time, like, hey, if you, like, you know, start exercising, lose some weight, like, I'll go ahead and buy you some new clothes and some new shoes and whatever you want. Like, I want you to get healthy. And, uh... I just start slamming dope, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'll get skinny, I'll fucking just do a bunch of dope. Yeah. And I remember going to my mom's work, and I had probably dropped, like, 40 pounds from doing dope, and I'm, like, in, like, never been under 200 since high school, so I'm, like, under 200 pounds, I'm like, I need some clothes, Mom, I fucking lost all that weight. And she told me, she starts crying, tells me, you need to get the fuck out of my office. And they put a, a restraining order on me to come around to her office due to the fact that I looked so shot out that... She didn't want anyone to see me in public. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was so far gone that my mom didn't had to call the cops and put a restraining order from Jesus. me to come from her, from her business. You know, it got bad, man. Like it gets. I you know I did dope for a long time, dude. But once I started mixing my dope, you know that's when it all went bad for me. Like mixing, you mean heroin, heroin, speed, and speed. you know goofballs. Like oh, that, throw some coke in it once in a while. Throw, you know do a bunch of Xanax, then do a shot of heroin and not even fucking know what happened like story of my life like do xanax and black out and bad shit happens and the last (laughs) time i did xanax dude like it all went bad you know what i mean i go drive over to pick up dope and i'm there and i fucking the guy tells me he's like brandon he's like i don't trust you driving this much dope back to fucking your hometown and i'm like I'm like, why, dude? I got it, you know? And he's like, no. He's like, you need to sleep before I give you this dope. To you can tell you've been up for days. For days, you know what <laughs> I mean? And and I'm getting fucking, you know, a couple fucking kilos of fucking dope to bring back to town. And it takes a matter of time before my buddy Sean said, like, hey, you need to fucking take this Xanax and sleep it off. And I said, fine, dude, whatever. So I took two. And... 12, 13 hours later, dude, I wake up to a screaming noise. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm laying behind the couch, dude, and I'm like, what's happening? Dude, I look up. Well, I tied my buddy Sean up to a chair, dude, and fucking ended up stealing more dope than I was supposed to take. And, and I put it all in my trunk, and I came back in the house and fucking collapsed, dude. Don't even, you know what I mean? And I got this dude tied to a chair screaming, let me go. Untie me, motherfucker. And I'm like, why? I tied you up, you know? You gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. So I told him, I said, see what happened? I told you not to give me that fucking Xanax. <laughs> and so that was the last day I did Xanax, dude. That was uh, back in 2017. I decided, like, if I'm gonna black out this hard that I tie people to chairs and I put all the dope from their freezer in the fucking, in the trunk of my car, 
What if I would have left and crashed and I got fucking kilos of dope? You know what I mean? That so so fucking. It was bad. a god shot that I passed out, you know. But at the yeah. same time, like I was so strung out and so far gone, dude, that like it didn't matter to me, you know. So luckily, I uh, didn't drive off and we were able to kind of make amends and shit. But he told me that's the last time I'll be picking up dope from him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that all that all went bad, dude. After a while, you know. What happened last year to get you arrested last uh, New Year's? Well, uh, let's see, dude. Let's back up a little bit because uh, I got out in, uh, let's see, let's, we'll start from July and work our way up because okay. there's multiple arrests from there. You yeah. know what I mean? So back in July, I uh, I got out of jail early June and I made it out and I remember on July 2nd, which is my birthday, I decided that I'm kind of running out of money. I had an, uh, a business opportunity to go down to the riverbed and kind of beat this guy up and take everything this dude stole back. You know, yeah. this guy stole a bunch of shit from all my friends. And Are you talking about the riverbed in Paso? Yeah, in Paso. Okay. It was right there yeah. fucking down in the river behind, between like 46 and Walmart, you yeah. know? And uh, someone like said this, dude, and like, oh, this fucker stole my phone. And so me being who I am, I start fucking planning situations on how I can get the shit back. And I come across this dude's girlfriend needing dope. And so I manipulate her to show me where this dude's camp is and I'll give her some joke, you know? Nice. And she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. And I said, listen, I'll give you a Xanax now and fucking I'll give you some dope when we're done. And she said, okay, fine. So she takes me down there and she's like, don't do anything. And I'm like, I won't. I'm good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like the fucking route into the river where this dude's camp was, was insane, dude. Like I have fucking remember walking down there, fucking like having to fucking shimmy my way on a, on a cliff. Like, and then you get to this tree, dude, and this tree is, like, goes over a creek ravine for, like, 30 feet off the ground. Jesus. And then the, the tree falls into the river, so you got to walk this fucking oak tree down into the river. And I get down there, and I find this dude's camp, and I go in there, and he asks me, like, oh, he yells at her. He gets mad at her for bringing someone to his camp, you know? Yeah. And I just, like, me, who I am, very protective of females, said, don't you fucking talk to her like that, you know what I mean? And it set this dude off, and we end up fucking fighting, and I fucking whooped the shit out of this guy. And uh, he had a lot more stuff than I thought I was going down there to get. And I ended up taking all kinds of cell phones and shit, trying to figure out who they belonged to. Because I was offered <laughs> hundreds of dollars to go pick this shit up. You yeah. Know? And uh, I finally got everything put in my backpack. And I was like, walked out. And she's like, can I get my dope now? And I said, no, fuck you, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you stole part of this shit. And you're fucking, you're dirty as he is, you yeah. know? And uh, she's screaming and fucking yelling and... I just, I go walk out of the riverbed and I get up to the top of the fucking tree, dude, and I'm getting ready to cross the, the high part. And this bitch fucking jumps on the tree and shakes it, and I fall 32 <laughs> feet what to my tailbone. Jesus and fucking Christ. literally, like, instantly felt the numbing in my back. Felt, I had no feeling in my right leg. It was just burning, dude, and I was fucking screaming, like, you fucking bitch, like, I'm gonna kill you, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> I get a branch and I find this little walking stick and I pull myself up and she freaks out that I'm able to stand and she fucking takes off running and I'm like, come back, motherfucker. <laughs> and I, you know, I mean, an hour later, I finally had like, I was so high already, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got, I got out of the river and I'm fucking like barely walking, dragging my right leg up to Jack, behind Jack in the box off 46 and yeah. I get in my homegirl's car and I'm like, I'm like, I just fucking broke my back and she's like, no, you didn't, you're walking and I'm like, I straight up think I broke my back, you know? And uh, I remember she fucking, 
she's like, well, let's go get the money. We went and fucking drop the cell phones off. I get you know, this guy gives me a bunch of Norcos for my back, and yeah. I'm so I don't even feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. uh, Norcos ain't shit. When yeah. So dope. later that night, we're fucking all partying for my birthday, and I'm super stoked, dude. I'm like planning out Fourth of July. Like this is all gonna be fucking dope. I haven't been out for Fourth of July for a while, and uh, I remember July third, dude. I woke up. I uh, I had a text message from my mom. She said that my grandma had dropped off uh, a birthday card for me. And I was like, cool, maybe it has money in it, yeah. you know? And uh, my mom's like, nope, Brandon, you're a drug addict. Your grandma wouldn't leave you fucking money. She gave you some, like, Subway and Taco Bell cards so you can <laughs> at least eat while you're on the street, you know? Oh, and I'm fuck. like, cool, 50%. Yeah. I can yeah. get some dope for it. That's you know exactly what I mean? how it goes. So, yeah. so I go, and, like, I go to my mom's work, and she's like... I'll come outside. You're not welcome here. You know? And I'm like, fuck. All right. So she tells me that she doesn't have them. They're at the house. She'll call my dad and my dad will meet me and drop them off. And I'm like, okay, fine. This time I have a warrant out for my arrest, you know? And I'm like kind of nervous, but I call my dad and he goes, yeah, your mom just texted me. I'll meet you at the park, uh, whatever park by target. And I'm like, okay. And so I go there and I'm sitting there waiting, dude. And like, I'm like, fuck, it's been a minute. So there's a hose up there. I'm, like, washing my face, trying to, like, be a little more presentable for my dad, you know? And my yeah. back's all broken and I'm fucking Holy dragging shit. my leg. And uh, he's like, I'm coming right now. And all of a sudden, dude, two fucking seals pull oh up. Oh, my God. And I'm like, no, there's no way, dude, no way. He called the and cops? Then, yeah. He called the cops because he wanted to fucking get me help, you know what I mean? He's like, you're just fucking homeless. You're shot the fuck out. Like, yeah. And so they, pull, they go past the park, and I'm like, Thank God, like, that was a fucking miss, you know? Yeah. And they turn around, and they fucking come in like this, fucking head-to-head, and the guy, Officer Kemp, gets out of the car, dude, and he's like, Brandon, I'm like, yeah, you know, what up? And he's like, I need you to uh, just come over here. Do not make me fucking chase after you again. I said, fuck you, dude, I broke my back. Like, I can't go anywhere. You come get me. And he's like, please, like, I know you're going to take off, and I'm like, not this time. Like, I fucking really broke my back, you know? Yeah. And, uh... By this time, like, I had already fucking done all my dope for that day. So, like, I didn't have anything on me, but I had a worn out. You know what I mean? I was under the influence. No paraphernalia? No paraphernalia. So I was able to get that. But, lo and behold, I end up, like, dragging my fucking sorry ass over to his car, dude, because I can't move. There's no way I'm running. You know what I mean? He cuffs me up. Then my dad pulls up, and he gets out, and he's like, he's like, this is the best thing for you. And I'm like, fuck you. You know what I mean? He gives me the birthday card. Actually, he gives it to the cop and says, give this to him when he gets out so he has some money for food. And fucking didn't get to open my card or nothing. They just put it in my property. Well, by my dad distracting them, my backpack had about 25 Zannies in it. Oh, fuck. And they were in this little fucking, like, film container, right? Yeah. They never checked my property, dude. So, <laughs> um, so I go do a fucking, you know, 30-day fucking stunt. I get, I get out at 15 days, so I'm out, like, you know, middle of July. Halftime. Halftime, yeah. So I'm out by, like, you know, July 20th or something after that. And I missed 4th of July. Fucked my holiday Fuck. up. You know what I mean? Thought I was going to go get crazy with a bunch of people. And uh, so I get out of jail, dude, and I go get my property. And the whole time I'm in jail, all I'm thinking about is, they didn't fucking check my Xanax, dude, you know? And I get That's out. Crazy. And I open my backpack, walking down Kansas Avenue, and my fucking Xannies are still in there, dude. And I'm just blown away. You know what I mean? So then I'm just like, fuck it. I can at least trade for some dope. Like, I've already yeah. fucking hit somebody up in Tascadero. I'm on the bus fucking ready to do the damn thing again, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that put me, I got out. And then uh, about a month later, like, or no. 
yeah, about about two weeks later, uh, I was all stoked for the Mid State Fair. Like oh, I haven't been, oh, that, I haven't been in so long. Like this is gonna be dope, place you know? Is a bust. You know, such a bust. Yeah. <laughs> and like, dude, the day before the fair opens up, dude, I fucking I went to my uh, ex wife's house. And we already had, she already had restraining orders on me and stuff, you know, because of, I have a situation with her but from my past where I broke a flower pot on her front <laughs> doorstep because she wouldn't let me in the house, you know? Yeah. And, like, my county of fucking course, San Luis Obispo County, who gives the most fucking dumbest crimes, uh, gives me a domestic violence for vandalizing my own flower pot at my own house. So now I get this fucking stay away order, you know, can't go there, and so... Right before the fair, I go there and I drop off some stuff for my kids on the porch. Well, my ex had got a recording fucking doorbell, and it shows me walking up to oh, the house. Oh, no. So I get fucking picked up on that charge. And uh, when I remember when I was fucking, when I got picked up, I was in the bathroom in the Tascadero at uh, the Shell Station right there by Outlaws. Uh-huh. And uh, I had done a shot and nodded out on the fucking toilet, dude. And while I wake up to just people fucking pounding on the door. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, dude? Fuck you. Like, my dad sent you. I know it happens <laughs> to me all the time. Yeah. I'm done with this bullshit. And I remember I had enough time to fucking, like, flush everything and break the pokey and all that shit, you know? And uh, they kept pounding on the door, and I remember I just got irritated, dude, and I kicked the fucking door open, <laughs> and it just goes, boom, <laughs> hits the cop, he falls oh, down. fuck. So then I get fucking just tackled and just fuck, pretty much smacked around, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I go, so I go to jail right before the fair, shot that opportunity. <laughs> Didn't even yeah. make it to the fair. You know what I mean? And then I got all this other bullshit going on. And uh, so, yeah, I probably made that one. That was probably a 180-day one, you know, I did mm-hmm. halftime, did 90 days. Coming up, fucking... Get out right before, like, fucking uh, Thanksgiving. Like, trying to make amends with my family. You know what I mean? I'm still trying to figure shit out. And uh, they tell me, no, fuck no, you're not welcome. You know what I mean? Tough love. We're not, you're not coming to ruin Thanksgiving. You're fucking shot out. And mm-hmm. I fucking end up just going on a sick bender, dude. Like, don't even care. And uh, I remember going to this dude's house. And uh, his he had a big old shop that we were staying at. And here I am, dude, still fucking no feeling in my right leg a couple months later. Yeah, did you get, like, treated at all for your back? They just fucking gave me, like, flexorol and shit inside jail. But, like, I would just stay so high, dude, like, that I didn't really know. You know what I mean? And I remember, like, a few months later, I'm at this shop, and I go to do things for this guy for dope. You know what Uh I mean? I'm trying to survive, trying to live. Fuck, he's giving me a fucking pillow to sleep on a concrete floor just so I could sleep there you know yeah and uh I went I picked something up for him in a shop and my back locked up and I'm sitting there going I can't move like I couldn't stand up you know and uh the dude's mom told me if I'm gonna stay there that I'm gonna go to Twin Cities Hospital and they're gonna they're gonna fucking check my back out yeah and so she drives me over there and I remember walking in, dude, so fucked up, you know what I mean? Just, I was so high, because, like, that's the only way I can move with my back. Yeah. And so I walk in, and, like, I fucking fill out the information, and I'm sitting there, and they give me a wheelchair and shit, and I'm sitting there, and I got a backpack full of drugs, and just, shit. you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, here we go. And so I see, like, six other people walk in after me, and they all get called back, and I'm like, this doesn't fucking feel right, you know? Yeah. This doesn't feel right. So I'm like, fuck, I go to get up, and... My back's all sore, and I, I fucking wheel myself into the bathroom, do a big old fat shot of heroin, <laughs> dude, just so I could stand up. Yeah. And I remember two security guards walking and, like, blocking the side door, and I'm like, nope, I'm out of here, dude. So I, like, walked, I went up the elevator and, like, went through the fucking, like, uh, pregnancy area and came down, like, the other elevator into the lobby, and I remember fucking walking out the door, 
and I'm trying to fucking not be on the street, you know what I mean? So I'm, like, walking through neighborhoods. Yeah. And I fucking did way too big a shot at this time. So, like, I'm fucking noodle grooving, dude. I'm <laughs> yeah. fucking barely standing up. And I remember this uh, this lady comes out and tells me, get off her, get off my lawn. <laughs> I had no idea I was fucking even on her lawn, you know? <laughs> and so I take off fucking moving, and I'm going down Bethel Road in Tumbleton trying to get to my parents' house to hide out. And here just comes the fucking convoy, dude, of, like, four or five cop cars oh, deep. Jesus. And I look back and saw him, and I'm, like, put my backpack in front like I'm fucking pregnant, a little belly on me, and I'm, like, <laughs> unzipping. I'm throwing the pills out, throwing the pookie out, Ugh. throwing the dope out, you know what I mean? But then I see, like, fucking, you know, a six-pack of heroin, and I'm, like, huh. I might need that. <laughs> I might need that. So I, I shove that in my boxers really quick, dude, and, like, they come, and they, like, fucking surround me, and I take off down the side road. And the cops are like, Brandon, we're not going to arrest you. We just want to make sure you're okay. And I'm like, fuck you. I know I have a worn out. You know what I mean? You guys are full of shit, dude. There's no not arresting someone with a worn out. We're yeah. this fucking high on the street. Yeah. So I get through this dirt field and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm dragging my leg at this time, dude. I'm dragging my fucking leg. I'm trying to like hobble. And the CHP comes through the dirt field and fucking cuts me off. And I'm just like surrounded. Like I'm screwed. Yeah. Dude. So they cuff me. It's 107 out or whatever, dude. Like Jeez. super hot, dude. You know what I mean? Or like. No, like, 97. Is during the day? Yeah, this was, like, 1 o'clock in the daytime. Fuck. I fucking get in the... They put me in the cop car, dude, and, like, they're, like... I'm, like, I got a broken back. Fuck you, dude. Like, you're fucking hurting me, dude. Yeah. And, uh, cuff my arms in front. You know, I tore my shoulder playing football. Like, I can't do this. And they cuff me in front, and then they call the ambulance, the fire truck. You know, fire truck comes, and... The first fucking firefighter on the scene was a dude who cheated on my ex-girlfriend me with with me, you know what I mean? Like he got with her like when I was out of town and I fucking lost it, dude. Oh, I spit shit. in this motherfucker's face, told him, You get the fuck out of here, dude, I'd rather die than see your fucking ass, dude. And uh, that's when one of my dad's friends showed up who was a senior deputy and was like, Just knock it the fuck off. <laughs> like, We're trying to fucking help you here, you know? Yeah. I'm like, Well listen, I broke my fucking back, then show me some fucking help. So they take me to Twin Cities and I'm just so pissed and so my adrenaline's rushing and I'm an angry person as is so like yeah. they're dragging me into the fucking hospital dude and like I was just being a dickhead and like <laughs> dead body weight you know what I mean and fucking Holy all of a sudden shit. here goes a six pack falls out on the floor of the hospital in front of the cops in front of the cops and I'm screaming dude you fucking set me up <laughs> you guys planted that shit, you know? And they're like, they're like, no, Brandon, don't even start. Like, that came out of your fucking pocket. And I'm like, wasn't in my pocket. <laughs> like, I didn't have shit. I threw it all over all those fucking backyards, you know? And they're like, they cuff me to the bed, dude. And, like, this nurse comes in. I'm just a fucking dickhead. There's no, like, way around it. Like, I was yeah. so drunk. I could not be pissed off at that point. You know? And so, like, I remember, like, the, the cop goes, sedate him fucking sedate him so they gave me a big old sedative dude and like I remember like they're like I'm like just looped out dude in a wheelchair getting rolled into the MRI machine and they're like okay Brandon like this is gonna be about 20 minutes whatever and like that's the last thing I remember dude you fucking went out went out and about 36 hours later I woke up on a deck with a fucking Ironman back brace on inside jail and I had seals walking by me, just utter disgust, talking shit. And I'm like, what the fuck happened, dude, you know? And they're like, well, you broke your back. You know, it's 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 as bad as they think. You know, you have L1, L2, L3 fracture, ruptured disc. Fuck. And I'm like, I knew it. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking knew it. And uh, this female seal walks down the deck, and she just fucking, like, looks at me and just goes, ugh. And I'm like, 
bitch, like, what did I do to you? <laughs> yeah. She's like, you were such a fucking asshole in the holding tank. You're, like, whipping your dick out and fucking <laughs> swinging it at me and shit. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't even know I was inside jail, dude. You know what I mean? And then, like, one of my dad's friends, like, comes by and he, like, shows me a picture of my mugshot. And it has two COs with their hands on each shoulder holding me upright. You know, so I could take the photo. My eyes are closed, and there's one hand clapping in front of me to open my eyes up. And I have no shirt on, just a back brace, dude. And I'm just shot out as they fucking come, you know? And I think <laughs> I saw that mug shot. I did show you that yeah, mug shot, you know? fuck. That was, uh, that was the, probably one of the lowest of my lows, you know? Like, they're sitting in jail with a back brace, can't fucking move. You know what I mean? You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. You have no way of, like, taking, like, good meds. They give you just shit in there. Oh, yeah. You know? So I'm sitting there, and I'm doing recovery for a while in there, just trying to rehabilitate my back. And they finally, like, moved me over to our deck to a two-man cell. And that's when this dude fucking... I woke up one morning, and uh, this dude fucking ate my lunch before I woke up. Oh, no. You know? And Jesus. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Like, are you, I'm like, he's like, oh, the CO didn't give it to us. So one of the CEOs walks down, and I'm like, hey, fool, like, let me get my lunch. And he's like, I gave you guys three of them. I gave you an extra one. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I turn back, and I look at this kid, Derek, dude, and I'm like, you fucking ate three lunches? And I hear from down in R10, the northerners, saying, no, Yoda's from the football game. And I'm like, you gave all of our lunches away, dog? Like, you fucking scumbag, you know? He gambled like, your lunches away. He gambled my lunch away, dude. And I fucking told him, I was like, I should just fuck you up right now, dude. And I went, and I took my tumbler, and I set it down on the table, and he fucking punched me in the back of the head. And what? I, and I lost it, dude. I fucking, I grabbed him, I flipped him over my back, and I got him in the corner of the wall in the cell, and I just went to town, just fucking right, left, right, left, right, left. Yeah. I ended up fracturing his jaw, breaking his nose. I ended up breaking both hands from holding it over his face. I was just, I couldn't stop. I was just seeing red, you know? And uh, I remember it was funny as fuck, dude, because the seal walks by, and he's like, He's like, get the fuck off of him. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, no. I'm like, my dad, my dad always told me never to start a fight, but fin finish a fight. And he's like, Brandon, get the fuck off of him. And I turn around and I did, took one last punch and just fucking drilled him, dude. And that's when they bum rushed my cell and took me out. And that's when the sergeants came and talked to me and they're like, well, uh, do you think you could go to GP? It looks like your back's okay. It looks like you can handle yourself. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, let's fucking do this, you know? They didn't put you in ISO after that? They did not. Well, I was nice. able to go from Arctic to Manjo Dorm, you know what I mean? <laughs> that doesn't happen rarely, but no. like, it was funny how it happened, you know? But then, like, time and time again, dude, it's just fucking same old bullshit, you know what I mean? Like, You probably do better in GP than with a, a two-man cell, though. Oh, yeah, Stuck absolutely. You know what I mean? I Being in Manjo Dorm was pretty cool, dude, because, like, it was just a bigger opportunity for me to walk around, move around, you know, yeah. I'm not just in, yeah, one asshole is just too much sometimes, you know? Sure. But, uh, yeah, dude, so then I fucking go back to jail, like, over Thanksgiving, and I get out fucking in December, and I'm like, oh, no, no, I got out on January 7th, not December, right? So I miss Christmas, miss New Year's, right? Oh. So January 7th, dog, was... This is last year. Yes, this okay. is a day I'll never fucking forget dude like I get it was really fucking weird how everything happened cause like I didn't know why I got put in main jail dorm you know after fighting some dude but it, yeah. was, it was all for a reason you know what I mean oh okay that made alright I know and this story so it makes I sense I get now. put in main jail dorm dude and 
where they placed me was next to some dudes that were being investigated, you know? Mm-hmm. And for like what trafficking or something? For shit. trafficking, yeah. for you know, just all guns, all kinds of shit, you know? And uh I remember I fucking was laying there, dude, and there was like these they were moving people around and they don't really do that a lot, you know what I mean? Like once no. you got your bed number, that's your bed number. They're moving people around to get next to me. And since I was friends with these dudes who were traffickers and like you know, small little drugs, all kind of shit, they were like trying to like, get information through these other dudes they put next to me. You know what I mean? So, like, I get, like, random-ass dudes coming next to me that I've never seen before, and I've been in jail a lot, you know what I mean? And uh, I remember, like, it just got weird. They asked so many questions. They were always on the phone every fucking day. You know one has that much fucking money no. to use the goddamn phone in county jail that much day every no, day. No, I mean, you know who's going to put up with someone calling from jail yeah. every day like and that? it was just really weird, dude. And, like, there's just always... Like, whenever I sit down with all the uppers, you know what I mean? They would try to, like, do their walk around us or all kinds of weird shit, dude. And so, like, I remember January 1st, we thought we were getting a happy card in, but uh, it didn't show up till the fucking 3rd. So from the 3rd until the, the day I got out on the 7th, we were we were pretending to have a five thirty in the morning Bible study every day so we could, <laughs> we start, eating, so we could start eating happy cards, you know yeah. what I mean? And, like, fuck, dude, when you uh, are that fucking high in jail, it gets a little overwhelming sometimes, and you start to fucking really take a look at people. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, your uh, perception's super heightened. And uh, it was really weird, dude, because, like, that day I had some detectives come talk to me about this fucking boat that's missing and, like, all this shit, dude, and I'm like, I know nothing of that, you know? Like, you're not going to ask me shit. Yeah. I'm good. I'll do my time. See you later. Yeah. And, uh... So I get out of fucking jail on the 7th. They let me out, and, like, they all... It, what's, what's weird is, like, I've got out in jail a lot of times, dude, you know? Yeah. And everyone gets out in the morning, you know, and they go to the bus stop. At a certain time, they release the GPs at some one, at one hour, and then an hour later, they release PCs just because they, they don't want them at the same bus station at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So they did GPs, then they did PCs, and they never called my name. And I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I knew on. you were getting out. I knew I was getting out that day. You know what I mean? It's already said in snow. And like, what the fuck's going on? Well, like, at 10 o'clock, they let me go by myself. And I'm walking down Kansas Avenue. And I get to the bus stop. And I dry, I take the bus to fucking inside San Louis. And I'm sitting there. And, like, there's these fucking random people, like, walking back and forth in front of me. You know what I mean? Like, and what weirded me out was, at like... At the bus stop? At the bus stop. What weirded me out is, like... All the people that kept surrounding me throughout that day had, like, a blue or purple, like, design in their hair for, like, a marker. You know what I mean? So, like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, this doesn't seem right, dude. Like, these two girls have been looking at this fucking bus sign for fucking 30 minutes. Like, it doesn't take that long to figure out the transit center. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get on the bus, dude, and I I fucking ride it up, and they get on the bus, and there's fucking just, like, not getting off. And I'm like... There's no way these girls are going to the same fucking bus stop as me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I get off and fucking... I get off by Kmart and Atascadero. And I see these girls looking at me super weird, right? And I get the, and right when I get off, dude, I start walking up to my homegirl's pad. And there's this same white Ford Fusion just fucking following me. Dude, all fucking day, dude. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is weird. This is, just doesn't seem right, dude. 
So I go to my homegirl's pad, and, I mean, that's a fucking trap house, dog. Yeah. There's people there, no matter what, all hours of the fucking day. I walk in, it's a fucking ghost town, dude. And I'm like, the fuck's happening, dude? Yeah. This is not normal, right? So I get there, and she opens her door, and I'm like, where the fuck is everybody? And she's like, oh, they'll be back. You know, they just went and did this. And I'm like, this is fucked up, dude. So me, homeless, nowhere to go. Yeah. Don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She sits there, and she didn't have any dope or nothing. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, yeah. You always have dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, this one girl's laying in the other room, and she's fucking laying in bed. And I didn't get it. Like, I didn't understand it all. And all of a sudden, like, later that night, like, at, like, 2 in the morning, like, I just sat there. I slept. I was a little tired, dude. I slept. And, like, 2 in the morning, dude, like, 6 people show up. Right? And I'm like, like, this is fucking weird, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, I get a couple of them, but I've never seen these other people, you know? And so I'm sitting there, and, like, they're asking me, like, fucking so many questions, dude. But, like, before I answer any questions, I'm trying to feel them out, you know? And this one dude, this fat motherfucker who I hate more than anyone in the world, this dude has two phones in his hand. His normal phone, and then a phone that has a scrambler on it that fucking, he's fucking recording on, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm like, Fuck, you got two phones for, dog? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just, I, I have two phones now because I'm dealing this and dealing that. I'm like, fool, you're not fucking dealing. And then he tried to tell me a story that this is my homie. I met him a couple weeks ago when I was in Manjo Dorm, and I'm like, that's funny, dude, because I've been in Manjo Dorm the last three I months. I haven't seen him. And you haven't fucking came into Manjo Dorm, Jesus. let alone this motherfucker, yeah. you know? And he got all fucking, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I said, dude, I said, this is fucking bullshit. What the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? And he's like, this one dude, like, the guy who, who he brought says he was homeless and this and that. Well, he sets BMW keys on the counter. I'm like... Are you homeless with a BMW? Yeah. I mean, you're, come on, dog. Like, you this know what I mean? Like, doesn't check out. I'm sober at this time. I haven't even got high yet. Like, I'm going to figure this shit out before I even do any drugs. You know what yeah. I mean? And so I'm sitting there and... Um, this dude's like pulls a brand new fucking scale out of the bag, right? And fucking opens the box and then slides it out without touching it on the counter. And he's With like, his hands on the side of it. On the box. Yeah. And he's like, hey, do you know how to calibrate this? Can you calibrate this for me? I'm like, fool, I ain't fucking touching that thing. I'm like, what are you trying, trying to get your prints on the Yeah, I'm like, what dish. are you trying to fucking do, dog? I'm like, I'm not touching that thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Get the fuck out of here with that. And uh, this other little kid, who was dumber than fuck, dude, was like, hey, how? he touched it, right? After I said no. He touched it, and he's, like, asking me, uh, how much should a gram weigh? Or how much should this weigh? And I said... One gram. I'm like, listen, dog. What the fuck? If you're going to ask me how much stuff should weigh, you need to just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I, and all of a sudden, like, I, I, right then and there, dude, I fucking went silent. I wasn't speaking a word. I walked around the counter, went over on the couch, I sat in the corner fucking chair, and I fucking just started staring at every motherfucker, like, I'm gonna kill all these guys tonight, you know? And Did it pop in your head that, like, they were trying to set you up? Like Not at this point. I just thought something was weird at this yeah. point, you know what I mean? And then at 3, 8.30 in the morning, three more people come in, and they all sit around, they start smoking, and then, like, this one dude pulls out a blue pipe and tries to hand it to me, I'm like, nah, I'm good, dog. I'm like, I just got to jail. I'm, I'm good. You know, I, yeah. don't, I don't need that shit. And I've never been at a fucking place where six motherfuckers are passing around six different pipes. You know what I mean? Like At I'm once. Not, at once. I ain't touching all these fucking things. You're tripping, yeah. dude, you know? 
And so the girl's house that was there, I have taken care of this girl since day one. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I have fed her. I have given her dope. I have fucking given her money. I have taken care. I've cleaned her fucking house just for letting me stay there. Not once have I done her dirty. Yeah. I looked at her and shook my head that I'm figuring this fucking thing out. And she freaked out and walked out and said, we can't do this. He knows. And I said, I looked at her and I said, I know what? And she goes, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm done. I'm done. And walked in the room, shut the door. Well, she came back out of her room and she asked me, Brandon, can you get any heroin? And I said, no, I don't know how to get that stuff. I used to, but I don't anymore. I'm over it. And, uh, this one guy says, I can get it for like 200 And she goes, Brandon, couldn't you get it for cheaper? And I said, I said, yeah, when I could, when I did, I could probably get it for like 150 back in the day, you know? Yeah. Well, they had recorded that and fucking someone made a fake phone call asking if they could get heroin. And I heard, because their walls are shooting, then I heard my voice on her phone dubbed back saying, I can get it for 150 and I fucking snapped. They were, like, editing it out? Editing out to where it was my voice telling them a what price. The fuck? And I fucking snapped, dog. I fucking lost it. And you're sober at this point. <laughs> Completely sober. Like, That's not a fucking single drug in me, dude. And I fucking lost it. And so I remember I got up and I told this fat motherfucker, dude, and I said, I said, listen, bitch, put your fucking phones on the counter and step outside because you're a fucking snitch. And he lost. Don't call me a snitch. I'm not a snitch. You fucking blah, blah. And I said... Put him on the counter, step outside, we'll fucking get down without your phones. And he wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so I fucking, I, I'm like, I'm tripping out, dude. And I, like, I walk in the bathroom, because they kept going in the bathroom for some reason. Like, after, like, certain time, everyone would walk in the bathroom. But it wasn't to get high, because they weren't in there for a long time to get high. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I walk in there, and I had just fucking replaced the light bulbs for her, like, earlier that day. So I knew there were three normal light bulbs. The fucking far right light bulb looked like a fucking glue stick. And I'm like, what the fuck is that, dude? I go in her room. She has a glue stick light bulb in hers. I go in the other room. Glue stick light bulb in hers. I'm like, these motherfuckers are recording me, you know? <laughs> and I so I fucking grab all of them. I unscrew all of them. I went I set them on the fucking table right for everybody. And that's when my homegirl fucking kicked everyone out of the house. This is done. This is all over with. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. And uh, I was like, I went in the other room, and I'm like, the other girl, I said, you fucking part of this too? And I look up, and the fucking attic roof into their attic is open. Someone was up there trying to record me from up top, and I fucking just lost it. I found this backpack, and I dumped it all out, and it's like tools and recorders. And I'm like, these motherfuckers were setting me up, dude, like straight up setting me up. And so I fucking bounce, dude. I take off from there. I walk over to my other homie's house, dude, and... He's like, dude, shit's not right around here right now. I'm like, what the fuck's happened, dude? Like, I've been gone. I get out, and I get out, and fucking everyone's a fucking snitch, and everyone's fucking talking shit about everybody else. And he's like, dude, he's like, my house got raided, and random people have been showing up with fucking two phones on them. And I'm like, will they scramble screens? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, it's all bad right now. You know what I mean? It's all fucking bad. And so, like, I didn't feel safe there. So I walked to my homie at Motel 6, who I've literally, like, gave dope to since day one. Yeah. Hooks up free rooms, dude. You know? Hooks always hooked up free rooms. Motel 6 in... Tascadero. Tascadero, okay. He gave me free room. 
fuck for months, dude. You know what I mean? He gave me a fucking key that was a maid's key, and then he would shoot me a number of a vacant room so yeah. I could go in there without being on computer. And uh, I would always get the room that had the, the, the double door, so, like, he would open that double door for me so if anything came into my room, I could transfer over to the other room. Yeah. And uh, I had it smart, dude. I was playing it smart, you know? And all of a sudden, I get there, and he's not there, but his chick's there. And she tells me, hey, my manager's here right now. I can't do anything. And I'm like, all right, like, I'm going to go to Subway. I'll be back if, when, when your manager's gone. She's like, okay. So I go to Subway, and I'm standing there at Subway. I'm in line, dude, getting Subway. And this fucking, these two guys come in, and I look down, dude, and they're holding their phones like this, all scramble screened right at me. And I looked back, and I said, I just looked at him, I said, that shit's not going to fucking work for me. You can just move the fuck on. Yeah. And these two dudes leave and got all weirded, weirded out, left the fucking room, you know? And I'm sitting there eating my sandwich, and I'm thinking, I'm trying to put all this together. Like, what is this about, dude? You know what I mean? What the fuck is going on right now? And so I get back to Motel 6, and they have a room for me. And I'm like, wow, that was weird. They told me they couldn't do it today, you know what yeah. I mean? They have a room for me. And so I remember my cell phone had died. I was uh-huh. fucking pissed. Didn't have any charger with me. So I go in the room, and the thing that, like, weirded me out was this girl going, stay in your room, don't come out. You know, my manager's here. I can't get in trouble. And, like, I knew the manager, dude. Like, I yeah. fucking brought so much business to that fucking hotel. You know yeah. I, mean? I always cleaned my own room, did whatever. I didn't have anyone fucking clean my shit. And I was like, that was really weird, dude, you know? And so, like, I turn all the lights off, I'm looking through the blinds and shit, and there's fucking just an array of fucking narc cars going around the hotel, dude. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what's happening, dude? Yeah. I fucking said, fuck this. I walked out, I went, walked around the hotel room just to get some air, and three of the dudes that they planted next to me in Mangio dorm were fucking at the hotel, and this one kid tells me, aren't you glad that's over? And I said, the fuck are you talking about? And he goes, I just glad I don't have to be in there anymore. Like I think they got the information they needed. They said I, that to you or someone? Yeah, to me. And I said, I said, listen, motherfucker. I said I wasn't part of that. So what the fuck's going on? Well, the DOJ had sent like fucking people in there to get information about the jail and on other dudes that have serious shit going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, all these dudes were the ones on the phone every fucking day, dude. Like, and I was like, this is not right. Like. I get out of jail, then all of a sudden you three get out of jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was within, like, the first fucking 48 hours, dude, that I had, like, went to the house, like, went to the hotel. So I'm at the hotel room, dude, and I'm, I'm sitting in there that fucking second night, and I remember I'm, like, laying in bed, and I'm still not high, dude. Like, yeah. I'm freaking out. You know what I mean? Shit's going down. I don't know what the fuck's happening. I'm trying to figure it out. And I look over, dude, and I'm like, I've stayed in so many fucking rooms here. None of these rooms have a fucking little wire fucking harness in the corner going down, down the side of the wall into the phone jack. I'm like, this doesn't feel right, dude. So me, like me, construction savvy, you know, all that shit. Like I ripped this fucker off the wall, dude. There's a blue fucking Ethernet wire going in. I ripped the fucking wall plug out of the, where the phone jack is. And there's two bugs fucking tapped into the back of that. I go outside my room. It's drilled through the wall and it's fucking running down the wall into, like, this suite room where it's fucking blacked out, dude. You know what I mean? Like, it's never been like that. So, like, when I got out, dude, like, I'm losing it, dude. I walk straight to the office, and I'm like, the fuck, Nick? 
I'm like, what's going on, dog? This is fucking bullshit, and I don't like any part of it, dude. Yeah. And, like, I think they must have been watching me because they sent someone else in to, like, make a scene or something, you know? There's a distraction. A distraction. Yeah. And I fucking lost it, dude. Jesus I fucking Christ. end up fucking turning around, fighting this fucking dude. We go on the parking lot. We're scrapping. I'm fucking this dude up. My buddy Nick comes and, like, tackles me off of him. He's like, you got to get out of here, dog. Like, they're going to come for you now. I'm just looking out for you. And I'm like, like, fuck, dude, what the fuck? Like, why would I even be here if this was if you were looking out for me? You know? So I fucking, I take off, dude. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I see all these fucking people, like, coming around me again, dude. I'm like, this is not right, dude. This is not right. I'm like, I'm going back to jail. It's fucking not even fucking three days, dude. I'm like, I'm going back to jail, yeah. dude. You know what I mean? I'm sitting there, and I walk back, and... I go, I'm like, if I'm going to go back to jail, dude, like, I'm going to fucking go say goodbye to my ex, and, you know what I mean? I'm going to do it to where my stay-away order is going to put me there. Uh-huh. Not some drug fucking charge, not some fucking information charge they have on me for, you know what I mean, running drugs across state lines, whatever, all that shit. Like, if they have all this on me, like, I'm going to jail for a fucking stay-away order, you know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, I get there, and fucking, I walk in, and she's like, you can't be here. And I'm like, I know. Go ahead and call them. I know they're already coming, and, like, it's funny because my ex had a fucking cell phone number saved in her phone. Didn't call 911, dude. Called some random detective and fucking, was like, Brandon, like, in tears, dude. In yeah. fucking tears, like, crying. Like, you're gonna, it's, it's not good. They've already, it's not good. And she's like, just go. And I'm like, no. They're going to arrest me. They can arrest me now. You know? I'm done with this shit. I'm over this shit. I'm going to fucking... I'm done. 56 hours later, I'm already going back to jail. There's no hope for me, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already so shot out of the game. Like, it's time to move the fuck on in life and get some recovery in my life and figure it out. So me thinking if I go to jail, I'll I'll get to go straight to a program. Well, my stay-away order decided to give me another 180 days. You know what I mean? Holy shit. And so, like, the cop, I remember the cop, like, it just it just wasn't right, dude. Like, the cop sends me back, and he's, like, fucking reaches in my pockets without fucking asking me questions, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just, it was just not, it was all bad, dude. So they're trying to build a case on you, but, yeah. they, they, I mean, they couldn't possibly have gotten anything with any... No, I was, I was playing it as smart as possible, dude. Yeah. I, mean, I was catching on to all their fucking tricks. They, they picked some dumb fucking people to be fucking informants, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I remember this one kid told me, like, right before the hotel room, like, what did he say? Oh, yeah, dude, I fucking, I, uh, I got a deal to where I maxed out my probation. I only had to do two weeks for helping him. And I'm like, you're a fucking fool, you know what I mean? Like, the guys I ran with, fucked up a lot of dudes like that and took everything they had because yeah. of them doing that shit. You know what I mean? And so, like, for me, like, it just kept going and going and there was just so many of them. Dude, you know, so I'm, uh, 56 hours later, dude, I go back to jail and I'm fucking... They come to your, your ex-wife's house and... They came to my ex-wife's work, you know? Oh, shit. She came to work and she's like, just please leave, please leave. And I, I grabbed pictures of my kids and I grabbed a picture of my fucking entire family, like... Everyone, not just like, but us four. Like we, had, she had everyone, the big old family photo, and I said, I'm just gonna stare at these till they arrest me, you know. And they came in, and fucking cuffed me, and then uh, usually it was weird because usually they take me straight to fucking jail. Well, this time they took me to Tasker Police Station, made me sit in the car for like 30 minutes, and then drove me down there with a different officer who got out of the car, like a different one switch. It was weird. Fuck. So then I'm like sitting there, and I'm I get back in the holding cell, and like never one time 
have I ever said I'm going to post bail. So I always go to like holding cell two through fucking eight, never yeah. one. I don't need the phone. Yeah. Well, they end up putting me in number one anyways. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm like, this doesn't seem right. And then there's these three dudes in there. This is what fucking made me realize they're trying to get information on, you know, certain gang shit, certain fucking pe like, cause I know one, you know, one of the guys I was rolling with and friends with, they had a bail bondsman in their pocket. They had all that shit going for him, you know? Of course. And so, like, I knew all this stuff, but I don't say all this stuff, no. you know? So I get in there, and these three dudes, one dude's, like, sitting there acting like he's dope sick, and he has, like, a sandwich bag in front of him, and he kept trying to slide it closer to me, and I'm like, what the fuck do these guys want to record, you know? And this, and so these other two dudes are asking me questions about this bail bonds and if there's any information they can get out of them, and I'm like... I don't know anything about that. Yeah. And they're like, like, well, don't you know this guy? Like, he, like, owns it. And I'm like, no. How they know that you knew that? I'm like, how, how, yeah. I'm like, how the fuck? And they're like, well, never mind. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And so he's sitting there, the fucking idiot, dude. Like, I've been in there a lot. I've used the phones a lot in jail. So I know how the phones work. I know what you have to dial and shit. You know what I mean? And these dudes are fucking just putting direct numbers in no 805 nothing. You know what I mean? What? And, like, he sits there talking. He's like, yeah. Me and my buddy have $20,000 bail. We want to know if you could bail us out together. And, um, uh, yeah, what's, what's your name or what's your name? And do you know who, do you know who, look back at me again, do you know who this is, who runs that? I'm like, I'm like, I should just fuck all you dudes up right now. I am done dealing with this shit. I've seen it happen for the last three days. I know you guys are trying to get information on friends of mine. I know you guys are trying to get information on certain fucking shit going on in this county because there's fucking this, There's just so much shit going on. You know what I mean? And I'm part of all of it. So, yeah. of course, like, why not try to get the one guy who knows everything? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck all that, dude. And so I just stood up and I'm like, let's just fucking do this, dude. I'm in holy cell, right? And then all of a sudden they come run over and they fucking pull me out to do my fingerprints and mugshot. And I'm pissed off, dude. <laughs> I'm fucking fuming, dude. I gave the worst, most worst mugshot of my life. Fucking angry as shit. Yeah. You saw that one too. My last, <laughs> my last one. Uh, you know what I mean? I look like a fucking suicidal killer, dude. <laughs> and uh, I remember fucking sitting there, and it took a matter of ten minutes to do fingerprints and mugshots, and I go back. It in always and, takes longer than that. You know what I mean? And all three dudes that were in there are gone. And that I'm doesn't like, make any sense. I'm like, what the fuck? They have, like. What do you, like, you're telling me, like, oh, yeah. I'm like, where the fuck those guys go? And they're like, oh, yeah, two of them posted bail, and one we finally released. And I said, I know how long it takes I've been in that to holding, post bail. Yeah, I've been in that holding so a lot of times that never happens. It never. takes hours yeah. upon hours. So then since I'm not cooperating, I'm being a fucking asshole, dude, it was like, I they moved, they're like, I put me in the sergeant's room for a fucking interview, and I'm just like, he like, you know this guy? You know this guy? You know this guy? And I'm like, I know him, but don't know anything about him, you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is just, this is over with. This isn't going to work. Put him back in fucking holding cell four, and we'll let him sit there for a while. And so they put me in there, dude, and I'm like, can I get a blanket? They're like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? And it's like, pissed. for reason. You know what I mean? They're pissed. It's so cold in there. And so I'm sitting there, dude, and fucking all of a sudden, dude, like, it just starts rolling in with people, dude. They did a sting on, like, the entire county, dude, and they started bringing all these fucking people in, and I'm sitting there watching everybody come in, and I'm like, no. You know what I mean? Like, that's why they were trying to do this. Like, they are trying to get certain people, 
And I hope all these motherfuckers didn't say this shit. You know what I mean? And so they finally, like, fucking six hours later in Holy Cell, dude, I'm frozen to a fucking ice cube sitting in there. It's, like, middle of January. You know what I mean? Like, it's freezing as fuck. They're like, we're done. Brandon, we're going to dress you out. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. I go back to Main Joe Dorm. I fucking get a boat on the floor. Don't even get a bung. You know what I mean? I'm laying on the fucking boat, dude. And that fucking following week, it shows fucking Federal Raid on fucking the news. Yeah. And just, I saw so many of my homies picked off, dude. Dude, that's crazy because that time I was hanging out with our mutual friend. Yes, we know. And I was driving with uh, our mutual friend through, I think it was a Tascadero, and I was just getting super strung out. And she told me about all those raids that were happening right that month at that very time. Yep. And uh, I think soon after, that's when I started hearing everything about, um, you know, the jail being having more people in PC than in, in general population. Absolutely. 800 yeah. dorm turned into an all PC dorm. And that's, that's the fucking, that's the PC of PCs, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are the fucking little bitches right there, dude. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I was totally oblivious. I mean, I didn't know you back then, but I, did, I just remember hearing about all these raids, especially yeah. in that area. It happened, dude, like a week after, like probably middle of January, dude, yep. a week after I got locked up. Right around my birthday, I was getting, I had relapsed and just got super strung out. And uh, yeah, that's when I heard about all that shit. I was super on edge. I was like, fuck, I'm sitting there, in there. I'm sitting there in main jail dorm watching the news at night, dude, and it just shows fucking... Like fifteen of people I ran. It's like three different houses. Yeah, three different houses. Yeah, Uh, dude, just a bunch of different fucking people I knew. Within like two weeks after that, three more bigger ups got popped. Gun charges, fucking like big time shit. You know what I mean? Then I find out there's fucking like a four hundred sixty eight page report on all this that they were fucking been filling out for ever. Yeah, years. And uh, it just fucking it made me realize, dude, like. I was literally that close from being part of all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, being lumped in with all them. Lumped in with all them. And luckily, like, the dudes who I was in Main Joe dorm with were a big part of this whole situation who were already locked up. Yeah. And they knew that I was as solid as they come. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm coming back to Main Joe dorm and this is happening, I'm still in Main Joe dorm. I'm not the guy that fucking ratted on you dudes, you no, know what I mean? you're going to be... I don't be, play that game. Yeah. I fucking hate people that play the game. I yeah. still hate people that play the game, even though I try not to live like that anymore with my recovery. Yeah. It's a big part of my life that I don't trust a lot of people, you know what I mean? It's and funny. that's that's kind of the way I've done this program, dude, is uh, I figured out who could do who could do harm to people because we allow PCs and stuff, and that's just part of life. People, Everyone needs recovery, but... When you live such a politic fucking life in jail and you come straight That's to a program, into your fucking it's hard to morals. change that. You know what I mean? And my morals have always been don't snitch. You know what I mean? Help others. Do what you can do to fucking better your life. Yeah. Just don't snitch. Be loyal as fuck to the ones that are loyal to you. Exactly. You know? And so that's who I am. That's yeah. who I am as a person. That's who I'll always be. I don't trust a lot of people because of the life that I've lived, because a lot of scumbags, a lot of people I thought were friends, have done me dirty. Yeah. Even if it's fucking stealing a $20 bag of dope and not yeah. paying it back. A lot of people have done me dirty. You know what I mean? And so, for me, like, when I went back to jail that time and I saw all this fucking shit happen, dude, that's when I fucking was like, 
something has to happen. And I had one of the CEOs print me off an application for recovery, you know? And I, I called probation and I said, it's time. Like, I gotta do something, dude. I was only out for 56 hours. Like, it's fucking time, you know? Yeah. And that's when uh, I filled out the application and that was in January. And finally in March 1st, the judge uh, granted a furlough day for me to go down and have my interview. And uh, I ended up having my interview, getting accepted. And he told me, though, I wouldn't have a bed for 13 more days. So even though I wasn't, even though I was out of jail, like, I st- if I would have got a bed that day, I would have been done. You know what I mean? But I had to fucking go back, turn myself in for 13 more fucking days. And crazy. those were the longest 13 days of my life. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I didn't even have to be there. But I did show the judge that I really wanted a program. And which helped me out because the judge had lowered a bunch of fines for me for showing respect to the judge. Yeah. Which was cool, you know? So, March 14th, I show up at my program. And uh, I'm still as fucking hard-ass and irritable as anybody. Well, yeah. I don't know what the fuck A-A-N-A fucking Christ Lord, like, spiritual awakening, none of, don't know what any of that shit means when I first come here, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, like, I get into my room, and I just feel super awkward, and we had our first group, and my first group was uh, the day that I got there was with my tracker, man, and uh, I remember feeling super awkward, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, you don't know what the fuck to say or do, you don't, you not read the steps, read the book, so, like... I'm sitting there talking about fucking war stories, and like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, that's not what this is about, but okay, I gave it my best shot. And then, yeah. you know what I mean? Then I, I go to my first meeting that night, which was, you know, in Santa Barbara. Things are going really good. And uh, this fucking old dude comes up to me and looks at me and goes, are you new to me? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And uh, he's like, well, you got a sponsor? And I'm like the fuck's a sponsor you know what I mean <laughs> with the fuck's a sponsor and he's like he's like well he's like my name's Steve and you got a sponsor now and yeah. I'm like I'm like okay and he gives me a car and he's like call me tomorrow and I'm like the fuck dude this is so fucking weird I'm, so weird I don't know this fucking dude you know yeah so they tell me I get back and I'm like hey this guy gave me his car and told me to fucking call him and they're like that's what you do you yeah. call him and you ask for direction you take direction you take advice and uh I call him Tells me to read the fucking, the four prefaces and the doctor's opinion, write a one-page paper, and fucking we'll meet up. And uh, I, I did that. It took me a minute, but I did that, and I fucking wrote it, and I met with him, and he showed me the way of fucking figuring those four things out, you know, showing me what the doctor's opinion's all about. And uh, then he, he says, okay, why'd you write me one and a half pages? I was like, because that's what I got out of it. He's like, I didn't ask for one and a half pages. Take some fucking simple direction and write one page only. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay I get it you know what I mean but I'm sitting there like me being who I am like this motherfucker talking to me like that you know what I mean and uh it was cool though dude he told me his story dude he's done four prison terms you know what I mean he he's run some of the biggest programs in Santa Barbara he owns a bunch of sober livings like it's just like 20 years of sobriety you know what I mean went through the same program as me like that's just fucking like right there dude I'm like I can relate to this dude you know what I mean he tells me when I read the word alcohol I can substitute it for heroin because that's what we do. We're dope heads, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. But the AA program is, is the way of life, you know what I mean? And it's the same thing, but, like, 
I like the AA way because it gets you to 12 steps faster. It gets you to learn so more about yourself faster. Yeah, exactly. Better the fellowship's much bigger here. You know, it's Santa Barbara. Here, yeah. So, like, I did simple direction, dude. I did one. I did steps one, two, and three. I fucking did what I was supposed to do. And then the fucking banger of all bangers, dude, comes the four step, you know? And, I hated And that. by that time, I was like, I don't know. Like, when did you get to the program? Uh, April 24th. Yeah, so I was here about a month and a half or so before you got here. Yeah. And I'm getting ready to start my four-step, dude, and I remember I was like, I don't want to write down who the fuck I'm resentful at. I'm not no. resentful. I just give up. I don't care about those, those things. But then I realized, like, here I am trying to do this thing and trying to write my fears and my sex inventory, and I'm like, they don't make enough fucking paper for all these resentments. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, all right, well... I'll try it. And then I started writing it down, dude, and I uh, I stalled. I got super, like, super upset about this program because I didn't really like to face all the shit that was happening in my life, you know? No, I hated my fourth step. I had to relive every shitty experience. Yeah, every absolutely. Piece, like, every falling out I had with someone I still hated and I just didn't want. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy, you know what I mean? But... Then you realize, like, once you start writing down, it comes pretty easy to keep going. Yeah. But then you start to realize, like, fuck, I'm a fucking piece of shit. Like, I got yeah. a lot of fucking issues, you know? Yeah. And so I gave up on it. I stopped doing it, dude. I said, fuck this. Like, uh, my life's going really good right now. I got fucking almost two months sobriety. Like, hey, yeah. my my kids called me and talked to me. My mom and dad are happy I'm in a program. I don't fucking need anything else, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's when I got too complacent, dude. And uh, I uh, I remember I went home for a weekend. and Was that your first weekend pass? My first weekend pass. It was at, like, 75 days I took the pass at. So I get home. It's a three-day weekend, Memorial Day, 2019, my brother's wedding. Um, I get home. The entire fucking family is just jazzed. They're giving me so many compliments. So much fucking freedom. I love you, Brandon. You're doing so good. Keep make us proud. The one person not giving me respect was my ex-wife due to the fact that my family was so happy with me that they didn't even think of what she's done with my kids the whole time I've been in jail and been in a program and just giving up on myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's very uh, bipolar. If she doesn't get, like, approval of... No one thanks me. No one, like, tells me I'm doing good. But all these people are telling you, you're doing good. You've only been clean for two months. It's fucking annoying. So I tried to just back up a little bit. You know what I mean? And then, like, my brother's, like, giving speeches and stuff. And it was kind of hard for me because, like, I, uh, my little brother's my best friend. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I have two brothers, but my little brother is my absolute best friend. And, uh... He didn't know because of this program if I was going to be allowed, so I wasn't able to be in his wedding, you know? Yeah. And that kind of stung a little bit, knowing that my, my middle brother was part of it, you know? But Well, it wasn't it because they didn't know if you get approved for a pass. They didn't know if I was going to get approved. Yeah. So, like, but when I did, and I'm like, yeah, I can be in your wedding. He's like, I already have all the guys. And I'm like, it kind of stung, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, we're taking pictures, and, like, all the guys are standing up there, and, like, I'm looking at everybody, I'm like, dude, that's my little brother, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I fucked up my life so bad that I couldn't even be at my brother's wedding in it, you know what I mean? I, I Lucky I got to make it, but uh, everything just felt so normal again, dude. My kids are fucking jumping over me, we're dancing on the dance floor, I have no desire to drink alcohol, no desire to smoke pot, they're doing all yeah. that at the wedding, you know what I mean? Snorting coke, fucking who knows what, dude. Yeah. No desire. I'm just happy to be in the moment with my family, and... Uh, my kids stay night me that night, and the next day we go out to the wedding venue, clean it up, and my ex shows up to help out and stuff. And 
I'm like, hey, let's can we go to lunch with the girls? You know, and she's like, yeah. no, Brandon, we're not together. Don't think we're together. I'm like, what the like fuck? last night you fucking told me that you miss me and that you don't think it's right if we dance with other people. We should only dance with our with each other. You know what I mean? Like it's just proper and. I'm like, you're sitting there, like, lean me on. We drive home. Like, I take, she's drunk, so I drive her car home and drop her and the kids, or drop her off to take the kids' stuff to my house with my parents. And she's playing fucking all of our old songs and, like, just felt like we were family again, you know? Yeah. And uh, the next day, dude, she gets all mad at me, and I'm like, the kids are asking me for questions, and I'm giving, letting, yeah, sure, have a fucking soda. You know what I mean? She starts getting all mad at me that I gave my kid a soda, and they didn't ask her that she has to be the bad person because I'm not around because I'm in recovery and I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, listen, I get it. You know what I mean? But, like, I, don't, I haven't seen them in a very fucking long time. Like, it's just a weekend. Like, let them have some fun, you yeah. know? And she got really resentful towards me, dude. And, like, I remember I was saying bye to my kids. I dropped them off. I was saying bye to head back down here that Monday. And uh, she looked at me and said, nothing changes, Brandon. Those kids are my kids and my kids only. You will never be part of their life. If if I choose to in the future to let them be part of your life, that'll happen. But don't think you have any say-so in anything. And I, I had a quiet car ride down to Santa Barbara for two hours ready to fucking freak the fuck out, you know? Yeah. I was very upset, dude. And uh, not having my Genesis fucking that day, like not having someone to talk to you about it. You already had Genesis by the time. Yeah, I had program. Genesis by this time in the okay. program. I got Genesis fucking 21 days in the program because they knew <laughs> I was fucked up. You know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, yeah, so I didn't have diagenesis, dude, like, already doing everything I could to better my life. And uh, that Monday was a holiday, so usually I, they gave me genesis at Monday at 9 a.m. So wow. no matter what happened on the weekend, I could fucking bitch about it on a Monday morning yeah. and, and get it out of my head. And uh, I remember I came home Monday night, and I knew I didn't have genesis for a whole week, dude. And, like, I get back, and I'm, like, pack, unpacked all my shit, and I'm laying there. And, like, my, my old roommate, dude, him and another dude in the program decided uh, they were using on weekend and uh, I got back and they had fucking snuck out and got drugs that night and I'm laying in bed and they come in and they're like dude we just got rigs we got fucking heroin we got speed we've been like he's been doing it for like three weeks like I've done it for a couple of days they haven't drug tested us you want some and I'm already in my head about the whole situation like I thought everything was good that I was getting it all back but in all reality dude like nothing was coming back like they were just happy to see me but like I was future tripping on like Oh, yeah. Wanting my wife, wanting my kids, want, I wanted them too fast, you know? And I was like, what's the fucking point of this program if I can't fucking have my family back right now, you know? And plus, drugs are being presented right in front of your Directly face. Directly in front in of your me, room dude. where you're you sleep. I mean, you got fucking rigs, dude, with fucking fresh caps. Loaded. You know what I mean? You got everything to do it, dude. Yeah. I mean, loaded. Like, handing me a brand new rig, dude. Fucking We're doping it. Full goofball, already mixed, dude. Oh, yeah. And it would I'm be like, over for me, and too. And I'm like, well... I guess, like, I came straight from jail. I haven't had, like, that one more relapse, you know what I mean? And so, like, I... Sh- was I that Monday night? That was a Tuesday night. Oh, no, it was Monday night, because I came on Monday. Dude, that's crazy, because I was living right next door to you yeah. in that house. And uh, I, you were always, like... So it was super cool to me, but you are always like, yeah, if you ever want to come in, just come in. And I usually would, but for some reason, I was just, like... Just fucking Snoop Dogg calling through that, vaped out. Yeah, I fucking had my headphones in. I just passed out, but I, I, because th- I was like, dude, I hear him talking there, and then like I was th- thinking about walking in, but then I just for some, I think I'd taken uh, Mike's melatonin or something, yeah. so I conked out. Because if I walked in there, I, I don't, I can't say if I would say yes or no. Yeah, there's no way. Straight up. So like, here I am. 
go in the bathroom, do the shot, dude. I walk, I'm like, for me, like, when I get high, like, I'm not, like, too noticeable. You know what I mean? Like, I get high and I enjoy it. I feel good. I walk in my room. These dudes are just fucking smacked, dude. I'm like, you guys better take a fucking sick day, dog. Like, they're going to know we got high last night. You guys are so fucking noticeable. I thought you've been doing this for weeks. Well, we've only been doing heroin. Like, we just added speed tonight. And I'm like. That's even worse. You guys are so fucked no up, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, like. Lo and behold, like, our room got fucking spit shine clean that whole night, and, like, was, every fucking shirt was color-coordinated, and the beds were put up on it, and dusted the whole fucking baseboard, and, like, our room was shining, dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I remember, like, at 4.30 in the morning, dude, I fucking was like, oh, my God, I need water, dude, I need water so bad. And I was like, I was like, I was like you guys can't go, like, I'll go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck, like, if I get kicked out, I get kicked out, but don't go, like, you know? So I walk downstairs and I get water and before I get down there I hear one of the other residents fucking just snitching on what we did and there's no way they're not. Oh high. yeah, because he was roommates with the other person. Yeah, so he was roommates. So like, he's like, and he's like, you know, me and I'm sitting there going, no way, dude. Like, he's already telling the security guy that like these dudes have been up all night. He's fucking noodle grooving like a motherfucker. So I get water, dude. I go back to my room and I'm like, we're fucked. You guys, you got to take a sick day, dude. Like, you know what I mean? You gotta take a sick day. And they wouldn't do it, dude. So it's fucking six in the morning when these motherfuckers don't show up till seven thirty. Yeah, they usually sleep in every day. You know what I mean? Last minute, yeah. Last minute and like all of a sudden six AM, they're downstairs fucking higher than a kite, dude. And I had already been down there for like forty five minutes, dude, talking to the staff and hanging yeah. out and fucking doing whatever I could do. And fucking these guys come down there and they just fucking within seconds, dude, one of the staff members stands up, goes to the other guy, goes to the other guy. And they come up to me right after breakfast, and they're like, Brandon, we need you to drug test, dude. And I'm like, all right. So we walk in there, and he tells me, just if you want to come clean, I can help you out. It'll save you from getting kicked out of the program. And I'm like, listen, dog, I got high last night. You know what I mean? He's okay. He's like, good, thank you. I'll go talk to the, the head staff. And I'm like, all right. So head staff comes in and tells me, he's like, can't believe you brought drugs into my into my program, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, and my, first of all, I'm thinking, I didn't bring no fucking drugs in your program. I just yeah, they're didn't. waiting you know for you. I mean? yeah. But I'm thinking, I might as well stand up for these dudes so like maybe they get a chance, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I did. I was like, I fucked up. I shouldn't have brought drugs. And they're like, hey, like so-and-so or so, they're high too, huh? And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know that's not for me to say or, or yeah. you know what I mean I was like I just brought the drugs I'm sorry blah 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 I shouldn't have got high and uh, he goes I can't believe you brought drugs into my house blah 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 like you're, you're getting kicked out and I said well at least fucking like save them you know what I mean if you think they're high at least save them they didn't have anything to do with it Yeah. and so I go up and I'm packing my shit and he ends up kicking all three of us out you know what I mean those two guys fucking had to go out for like a little 48 hour or whatever but me I was told I couldn't ever come back to the program and so, that's what started the whole fucking, the whole ruckus, dude, for six days. You know what I mean? I'm out on the street. I'm fucking homeless as fuck. Were you trying to bounce around to sober livings or different programs? I Cause, tried. Because I, I heard you tell me some horror stories about some of them. I tried. I went to, uh, I tried to get into, I called a guy I knew up there, and uh, he told me I could sleep in his van, you know, for a couple nights. Yeah. Until I sobered up for a drug test, and... That fell through. He ended up, like, fucking freaking out, telling me, no, I can't do that. I don't want you to be around because then they'll think I'm getting high. 
So fuck that guy. If you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know who you are, motherfucker. And uh, so then I'm like, if I'm on the street and I fucking, one of the dudes I uh, got high with in the program, I fucking met up with him and uh, his chick took us over to her cousin's pad and this dude sold so much dope. It's, you know what I mean? And like me being who I am, I fucking, I figure the system out. I figure out how to manipulate. I figure out what the dude needs or fucking what I can do for him. And uh, first night, he let me sleep in his car, dude. I fucking selling dope to people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, I never, never met him, just dropping runs for him. Fucking going around beating people up, take, fucking <laughs> putting money back in his pocket that he's owed. Yeah. And fucking lo and behold, dude, I'm fucking get to sleep at his chick's pad. And his mom's fucking making us, like, steak dinners. And, like, you know Jesus. what I mean? I'm landscaping the whole backyard high as fuck just to get, <laughs> just to get what I need, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, six, like, four. Four or five days went by like that, dude, and I would go down to Oxnard and pick up fucking a couple ounces of black and come back and just fucking get so fucking wrecked, dude. Yeah. And uh, the one of the dudes that I relapsed with, dude, he fucking, he seizured up on us, dude, like fucking almost died. And I remember having to throw him in the shower and take him to, to Cottage Hospital, dude, and that's when he fucking ran away from Cottage Hospital, and that's when you dudes saw him back here. Oh, dude, he looked like a gone wreck. He showed up. And he didn't even know what he was doing here. Yeah. And he, and uh, I remember we were doing double scrub, and someone was like, oh, that homeless guy looks like our friend. And, uh, and then I double, did a double take, and I'm like, that is our friend. His bottom lip was swollen up. Yeah, he, he bit, bit it so it. hard. Yeah, yeah through the because of the seizure. And he stroke up a little bit, too. Yeah, he's he seizure, dude. He was locked the fuck up, That's you know? fucked, dude, yeah. That so, was fucking insane. So, yeah, dude, like, fucking... I, I so we stopped hanging out with him, me and his me and his homie that I became homies with, we're just running amok, dude, and like on day six I'm like I'm like fuck dude, like I need you to take me to Paso, dude. I got like two grand in sales for you right now and he's like, I got you right now, I got you And we just picked up some killer ass black, dude, you know what I mean? And and uh he's like, You might want to do half of that, it's a pretty gnarly shot and I'm like Fuck it, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fuck it, dude. And I remember driving down the 101 northbound, dude. I fucking did the shot, and I remember waking up about, it was probably like 10, 30, 11 in the morning when I did the shot, and I remember waking up when the sun was going down. Uh, I was on some dirt road on El Capitan State Beach, just full of kicked me out of his car because I had fucking overdosed in his car. So he just kicked you out of the car and it left you to die? Let, let me to die, yeah. Holy fucking, shit. Not a fucking single piece of property of mine there. He took everything. Jesus. And uh, I remember some rancher lady who had the fucking dirt road that she lived on had called the fucking, called 911. They came, they fucking knocked me back into fucking shape, dude. And I'm thinking, I'm just so fucking out of it, They dude. hit you with Narcan? Yeah, they Narcan me. Fuck. I remember fucking, I had like a CHP, I had two sheriffs, I had a live, beach lifeguard from El Capitan State Beach, State Ranger, and I had an Uber driver because the lady called an Uber driver <laughs> before she called 911, and then just showed up, <laughs> and they sent him off. And they're like, yeah, you're not going to take a stranger in your car. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and like I remember I called my sponsor. I said, hey... It's Brandon. I just got found on the side of Highway 101 by El Capitan State Beach, and I have nothing, and I need your help. And he told me, call me when you really want this, and hung up and said, looks like you wanted one more run. Call me when you want this. And I remember telling the cop he's not coming. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I said, I, I, was, I was in a program, and I got kicked out, and I'm trying to figure out how to get my life back on track, and I just... I need to figure it out. And the cop goes, runs my, all my probation stuff. 
Luckily, the program had not called the probation that I had left yet, yeah. so there was not a warrant out. The cop puts me in handcuffs, and I'm thinking, here we go again. You know what I mean? Right back to fucking county jail. Here we go again. Fuck. And I remember the cop driving me in the car, dude, and I'm sitting back there just... Uh, you know what I mean? You get Narcan, it doesn't feel too good. No. So I'm sitting there like, Especially when fucking, I have wrong. a headache, dude, and I'm thinking about none of my shit is even, like, in my possession. And I had a lot of new shit from coming to a program and, like, buying stuff and, like, yeah. all stoked to be built back up. And I remember just straight up, dude, like, I'm sitting there and the cop drives, and he's like, it gets off the freeway nowhere near the jail. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening, you know? Yeah. And we get, he gets the freeway, and he pulls into Taco Bell um, in Goleta. And he opens the car door, gets out, opens my door, tells me to get out. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? He uncuffs me, hands me $5, and says, go eat some food. It looks like you need it. Yeah. And try to get back into your program because you look like shit. And if I just found you like that, where's the next place I'll find you? Yeah. And I said, you're right. And so I remember I got a hold of someone to come get me I showed up back at the house where that kid was and he's freaking out because I'm on his doorstep you know yeah and I said listen dude what the fuck happened and he's like he's like listen man I got fucking like all these priors and I got fucking warrants out like I didn't know what to do I, you, I couldn't bring you back like I narcaned you one time you still didn't come back and I'm like where's all my shit dude and it's like it's still in my trunk he's like I'll take you right now I'll take you right now to Paso I'm like, I'm like, okay, let's go. So he takes me to Paso, dude, and I get to Paso, and I sell a bunch of dope for him. He gives me a couple hundred bucks, gives me a three-pack of dope, gives me some speed. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry that I did that to you. Thank you. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, thanks, dog. You're like, all's forgiven. I got drugs now. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so this chick picks me up who I've never met before. I call my buddy. He's like, my baby mama's coming to get you. I can't pick you up right now. I'm dealing with some people who just stole a bunch of dope from me. And I'm like, fuck, I'm right back in it, dude. Like, yeah. I, I just gave up on everything I was working for, you know? Jesus. And so I sit there, and I'm fucking... I go to Sam McGill, worst place of all places, and within, like, a day or two go by, this girl let me stay at her house. Like, I'm slowly running out of dope, you know? Yeah. And uh, this kid who owed me money came by, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I had my softball bats, because I play softball, you know? And this kid walks in, and he's, like, freaking out, because he sees me, knows he owes me money, and this girl goes... Brandon, don't do anything. You won't be able to stay here. And, like, when you owe me that much money and you're that piece of a shit and I know you're robbing other people, I just can't let things go like that, no. you know? So I take my bats and I fucking take one of my best softball bat and I fucking hit him right in the back of the legs, dude, right in the calves. Wham, dude, dropped him. And I got on top of him. And that's, I just e that's getting off easy. Yeah. <laughs> I got on top of him and I grabbed my throat, dude, and I slapped him around a few times. <laughs> and I fucking took everything he had in his fucking wallet and everything. Yeah. Well, this girl freaks out, fucking tells me to get out of her house. I'm like, fuck you. So then, like, all these other dudes are on their way to, like, kick me out. And I'm like, oh, I'll just leave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to battle right now. I'm fucking so tired. And so, like, I'm walking down the street in San Miguel. And then, fucking, that's when the cops who knew my dad showed up, dude. And they fucking pull over. And they, uh, they said, call your dad. And I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to call him, but I don't know how, you know? Yeah. And so they're like, we'll call him for you. I'm like... Oh, deja vu, dog. Here we go, you know? Calls my dad. They don't arrest me. They let my dad come pick me up. And they're like, my dad gets there and he, he has my probation officer on the phone. We've been looking for you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. She's like, this is your last chance. If you don't fucking go back to your program and get help, she's like, you're going to go back and do two flat. You're not getting halftime. I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. 
this is fucking number 11 already, you know yeah. what I mean? This is stupid. You overdosed fucking six times already in your life. What are you doing to yourself? And I was just like, I don't care. Like, I have nothing left, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And that's when uh, I had reached out, dude, to the program, and they said, go to detox for seven days, and we'll let you back in. So, like, within two weeks, dude, I fucking overdosed, died, fucking ran amok, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, took six days for all that to go bad for me. Like, the next time it'll take three, and the next time I'll just die. You know what I mean? So, like, it wasn't, like, the life I used to have doing drugs. It wasn't fun. No, it was, glory, it was the miserable. The glory days are over. The yeah. glory days are over. You yeah. know what I mean? Doing drugs is fun for a long time until it's not. You until know? Then, then it's really not. Yeah, so yeah. I'm doing that, and fucking, I get back down here, and I do my seven days in detox, and that's when they told me, like, don't be shameful about your story. You know what I mean? Don't be shameful about, about your relapse, because I was very shameful that I hurt everybody again. And they said, listen... You telling that in your fucking shares and your meetings, that's going to help someone who's thinking of relapsing, how bad it gets. That could save a person's life by telling your story. So that's when I really started telling the story about when I relapsed and died on the side of the freeway because I don't want that to happen to anybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. But I, if I can help one or two people from my story, all it, is well. You yeah, know? it's better if they learn from our mistakes than yeah. make it repeat it themselves. So I get back to the program, dude. I'm fucking miserable. Like, I don't know if I really want to be here. I don't want to pack my bags for three days because it just doesn't feel right. I feel like I let everyone down who was, like, good to me. And then I get told I'm going to fucking be on 30-day restriction again and not get my time back. And I'm sitting there going, fuck, like, I got to do this whole thing from day one again when I already put in, like, 80-something days. Yeah. You know? So I'm sitting there, like, it's in my head a lot, but... I was able to just, I started doing what I was told to do, finally, instead of trying to do it my way. You know what I mean? Like, I I called my sponsor again. I told him I'm back at the mission. I fucking started at step four, and I didn't stall this time. I did it thorough, and I did it to the best of my ability, and I put down every fucking thing possible. I fucking got through it, dude. And, like, once that hurdle was over, the weight was lifted off my shoulder, you know? Mm -hmm. Step four is a bitch, dude. And then I did step five. And, like, just was just relieved, dude. You know what I mean? Six, seven, and eight. Did it like that. Started making my amends, dude. And fucking the hardest amends I made was to my father because of all the hurt and all the hurt that I felt like I I was a victim. You know what I mean? But I realized I was hurting my family so much that I can't blame any of them for what I did. You yeah. know what I mean? I always blamed everybody but myself. Me too. And when you take a look at yourself and you feel that you're fucking worthless and you're powerless over drugs and alcohol... And that you just need to fucking restore your mind, dude. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It's not that hard. It's fucking 12 simple steps, doing it to the best of your ability. And it's it's not about getting sober, dude. You know what I mean? If, if, if recovery is about getting sober, we'd all be recovered because we're all sober today. You yeah. know what I mean? It's about changing your entire fucking life, how you look at life. And so for me, once I got making amends and I told my dad, like, you know, I, I was wrong for everything I did. You know, if there's anything I can do, like... Let me know. I, you know, I apologize for all that shit. And he told me, because Brandon, that's just what I wanted to hear. You know what I mean? Like nine, ten, nine out of ten times to say it all goes well, and I can believe that's true because all the amends I've made, I'm fucking going all nervous, dude. You know? Me too. And then it comes out being a simple wash, dude. Like it's yeah. all good, man. I'm glad you're getting your life together. You look fucking great. Your fucking family seems super happy with you, and it couldn't go any better, dude. You know what I mean? Like. And so when I started making amends, like, I jumped on that shit, you know what I mean? I'd go softball tournaments, so I used to fucking fake like I was getting jerseys for people and steal all their money. Like, <laughs> I made all those amends, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it just, 
it's crazy, like, what this program has done for me. And then, you know, you get to 9, 10, 11, and 12, and I did step 9, made my men, step 10, dude. Like, I do that daily, you know what I mean? I promptly admit when I'm wrong, you know what I mean? I don't want to harm others, but, like, if it's something that needs to be done, I do it right away. I do prayer and meditation. I'm not the best meditator because sometimes my mind starts to turn on and I start Me to fuck, just fuck myself over. Yeah. But I found out that there's more There's more than just sitting quietly meditation, you know what I mean? When I play sober softball and I'm at third base and I'm focused and my, I'm out of self, my mind is thinking happy thoughts, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm thinking all the good things. My body's relaxing. I found a uh, sufficient substitute for, for my addiction, you know what I mean? When I was in pain and depression... My sufficient substitute with drugs and alcohol. Now I have found something to cope with the drugs and alcohol to replace that. And it's sober softball, dude. It's hanging out with, you know, you and the other dudes we hang out with. It's doing fun shit. It's going to East Beach Tacos and, and eating and taking swings in the batting cages, man. Like, it's so simple that we make it so fucking hard on ourselves, you know? And then you get into this program and they put you through a genesis process, which really fucking test your patience you know what i mean yeah but when you take a slow down and you breathe and you're patient about it like there are stuff in that book that helped me out you know what i mean but i get super i want it now i always want it now and like today we talked about patience and and like fuck dude like i never had the patience to do any of this shit until i started to take a look at myself you know yeah and i think the number one change in my life today that i can say the recovery's given me is a spiritual awakening it gave me a revival of my soul my spirit my heart i can actually be loving to people i can be tolerant to people i can accept people for who they are that never used to happen for me yeah i was able to overcome that stuff it says in our book you know until you can put the three dimensions of life in line you'll never rock it to that fourth dimension and for me i have those three dimensions in line by doing the work putting in the action i have trust in God I have trust in myself and I have trust in others which has made my life very happy today I wake up happy I have friends today that are sober I have a fellowship around me that is just stronger than ever dude like I got guys that have your sponsor for one my you know what I mean him and his solid. boys are all solid dudes that yeah. all went through this program six years ago and they're all killing it and they have lives today that they never fucking thought were going to be happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And today I have a relationship with my mom, my dad, my family. I have a relationship with my ex who we have agreed on not doing fucking, you know, not going to family court. We have agreed on just custody between mother and father and, and working things out as friends and moving forward as friends. My kids are 10. My kids are 7. My You know, they're amazing little girls who are stellar at everything they do and now I have the opportunity to be present in their life to be part of their life I get to be at my daughter's birthday this month that I haven't been at in three years you know yeah. what I mean I get to be part of those things dude I got to fucking send them home love for Christmas and stuff like that and they get to come see me and honestly with this program like without this program nothing would be possible you know what I mean AA has changed my entire life for everything better and just this program has shown me a new way of living. This program has shown me that recovery is fucking awesome if you put in the action. You know what I mean? Exactly. Put in the work, take the proper steps, get a sponsor, take direction. I don't give a fuck if you're told to call them every day, dude. If that's what it takes for you to, to get your muscle memory right in your brain to do these things, to be proper about life, that's what it took for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, for you... 
I've seen the change for me. I know I felt the change. I've seen it. We have like a relationship, dude, like that is fun to be around. You know what I mean? We all fucking have our days, but everyone's going to have days. It's how we get over the obstacle that our day doesn't fucking resist around. Yeah, sober or not, you're going to have days. Absolutely. you You know what I mean? Wake up every morning, fucking selfish as fuck. Prayer, <laughs> med- prayer, meditation. Go talk to someone else in the house. Get out of self. Yeah, it's 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 that simple. But we fucking fuck this thing up if we don't take direction. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It always says in our book, you know, be the actor, not the director. Because if the actor tries to direct the play, it'll fuck up. Mm-hmm. Let God get in the steering wheel and drive beca- and get in the passenger seat. Because when we try to do it on our own willpower, we fuck it up. You know? And that's true as fuck, dude. I my whole life I tried to do stuff by myself. A lot of things worked, but a lot of things didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for once in my life, I take direction, dude. I, I, I let things happen. I don't make a decision on something that I can sleep on and make the next day. I don't need things now. You know what I mean? It's living day to day, not for tomorrow, not for yesterday. It's day by day, and tomorrow will come after I fucking fulfill this day. You know what I mean? My exactly. life is good today now, dog, and I'm fucking stoked to be here. It finally happened. You know what <laughs> I mean? We finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a while. I've been trying to do this with you for, what, fucking four or five months now? Yeah, well, you're a mover and a shaker, so I have always... <laughs> I mean, at first, because you, you know, you were one of the first people that you were like, yeah, well, when are you going to get me up on there? And I was like, well, first, like, the first time I met you, I was pretty fucking intimidated, because then when I found out who your dad was, at first, but see, I had never, like, because I was like... All right, I've heard a lot of stories about this guy, <laughs> but we have the same vape and the same tank, so I, yeah. we're going to get along. I'm just going to treat him with respect, and, you know, I know, like, how to be solid. And then, um, but then I got to know you, and you were super fucking chill, so I was like, it's easy to get along with you. But yeah. then, um... That's why they call me Little Bear. I'm either, <laughs> like, loving and fucking cuddly, until you give your excuse to not asshole. to be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we, yeah, um... Like, we knew, I, like, it was crazy, because... We do almost all the same people from up north, and um, so I knew you like do the same type of crowd. We kind of live by the same code and morals, so it was fine. But then, um, yeah, it was super. Like I'd say, out of I mean, since I've been here, like I'd say twenty-five to thirty people have either gotten kicked out or left. Absolutely. But when you went out, that uh, and uh, our other two friends that went out, that hit me the hardest. Um, just because I was, like, super close with you guys, and then I was like, well, shit, like, uh, all this weird shit was going on. And then plus all the gossipy rumors about, like, who did what or what was going on. Like, I didn't know what to believe, and I wasn't going to, like, just take anyone's word for it. And then seeing you at Calvary, <laughs> you were looked, just looked exhausted. I felt defeated at Calvary. Yeah, you, you, looked, I mean? you looked that way. You were just, like, so just, like, over it. I still wanted to try to get back, and I wanted to the, the, go to church and try to be in my presence, but I was just over it. You know what I mean? There was nothing no. I could do that was going to change that feeling. I tried to get myself out of it, but I was so broken, man, it wasn't going to yeah. happen, you know? You could see it on your face, and then I was like, well... I, I forget what I told you, but I remember saying that something about, like, yeah, they'll let you back. Just, you know, just do what you have to do. And then when you did come back, it was so fucking um, impressive. Not only that you came back, but you, I mean, you came back, you faced the shit, you and worked through it. And now you're, it's like, a, uh, it's like one of the best success stories I've ever witness so i I yeah that was a that was a hard thing for me dude that took the most courage and 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 like not pride but it took the most courage for me to 
to come back in. And I remember the, the president of the uh, the foundation said, he goes, Brandon, I have so much respect for you. He goes, it's hard to come here first time, but getting kicked out and, and coming back to the same program and facing the same people and that you went down. It. And now look at me, dude. I'm seven months into this program. I'm entering the final phase where I start working, and I have so much fucking love for this place for giving me the opportunity yeah. to get a second chance I got so much love for you for when I came back and and the first thing you said to me was like I'm glad you're back dude like it wasn't the same without you and like a lot of dudes were like that there were some dudes that were resentful but they made amends to me once they found out the truth that I really didn't bring the dope in you yeah. know what I mean I was just part of it and uh, it just took some time, dude. I, I had to get comfortable in my own skin again, you know what I mean? And yeah. And then, fuck, lo and behold, 50 days later, I'm back in the kitchen cooking, and <laughs> stress starts taking over my life again, you yeah. know? And, and finally, a couple months ago, or a month ago, I fucking get taken out of the kitchen, and, and now I have the time to just relax and, and be patient and do what I need to do for my recovery. I'm not worried about all the other bullshit, you know? And fuck, dude, I'm 30-something days away from being done with all the programming stuff and just getting to live a normal life and, and take the tools that I know and use them every day in real life, dude. It's yeah. fucking solid, you know? No, I definitely see... I mean, you're a driven person, so I know once you're out in the world, you're going to, like... You already have... You're integrated with the fellowship super deep, so you have a support system. You have solid people to surround yourself with. You have a lot of things lined up for you as far as work and everything, so... It's, it's fucking, I'm super proud of you. Yeah, man, um, 34 years old, I didn't think I'd be starting over, but they say in recovery, it's you are the more blessed ones because you get to live your shitty life and you get to live a better life. Mm -hmm. We get to live two different lifetimes, and right now I get to start over, and I have all the things falling in line for me that I, I never thought would be possible. And, yeah. and all those stories I hear from, from dudes with year to 20 years, I'm I am progressing myself to be one of those stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get to be one of those stories and I get to stay sober and I get to enjoy my life for what it is, dude. Like I'm happy with what it is. You know what I mean? I'm happy with waking up, not chasing a shot. I'm happy with having friends that are doing the same thing. That's the that's yeah. the main thing for me is just the fellowship, dude. Without the fellowship, I don't know where I'd go. I wouldn't I don't think I'd go back to using, but I'd have to find a different different system you know what i mean but right now the fellowship has been yeah. my strongest point it's my higher power in some ways because these dudes who have success stories who come and take their time out of their day to spend time with us and you know hang out with us yeah. and fucking i got one of the dopest barbers in santa barbara dude <laughs> who fucking went through the same program and fucking shows me so much love and invites me over to barbecue for him and it's like none of that shit was possible dude without this place you know what i mean this place yeah. has saved my life dude no. I can I can fully admit that. Like without a program that shows you love and tolerance and, and helps you with your life, not just with about sobriety and the fellowship in Santa Barbara, which is the strongest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, the amount of people in sobriety here is is stellar. Honestly, dude, it's for me I had to be completely broken, you know? And a lot of people who say they want help, it's 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 if they really want it or not. Um I know that when I first wanted help, like, it took me a minute to figure it out, but the, I just took, I took an application, I filled out for a program that was not just a 30-day program. I knew yeah. I needed something better than that, you yeah, know what I, I mean? the same way. I knew I needed something better than a 90-day program. It's not about just going and getting sober and going back to life. That's not no. what recovery is. It's about getting into the book work, you know, yeah. figuring out a good sponsor for you. 
and and really putting in the work, dude. For me, that's what it took. It, it took me to re- get through this book and understand that not only am I sober, but I'm changing my entire life. And someone told me in recovery that I that this is the message I give to you. By changing your life, by fixing your life, it not only helps you, it helps 10 or more people around your life. You're going to better your parents' life. You're going to better your friends' life. Your People who care about you are going to be happier because you're happier. And so I think of that every day. I think of by me staying sober, by me being happy, my kids are happy that I'm sober. My, my ex is a friend now. My parents are ecstatic about my life. My brothers can have me around. I have relationships with people, again, that I didn't think I'd ever have. And that all started by taking a deep look at myself and realizing that there is a solution for our addiction. It's the big books of Alcoholics Anonymous and fucking literally getting in meetings, talking about your solution, and figuring a way to, to help you. Not everyone's the same. Some people hit this and they hit it running. Some people take time. But it's finding a fucking sponsor, taking direction, and just bettering your life one day at a time. You know what I mean? you got to better your life one day at a time. If you want to be happy, it's as simple as going over 12 simple steps with someone who's done it before who's there for you. Surrounding yourself by people that aren't slamming dope in a dope house, you know? Get out of that situation. For me, that's all it took was just have drugs in front of me, you know? And, uh, but like I said, like until you're broken enough, you have to either decide to want it or until you're broken enough, you're going to really want it because it progressively gets worse. It never gets better. It's the insanity we live in expecting different results and doing the same thing over and over again. It doesn't happen. It just gets worse. Mm-hmm. So you got to restore your mind to sanity, dude. You got to have that wholeness of mind. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to see the truth in your life and, and take a deeper look at your insides, not just what's been going on. Like, the drugs and alcohol is is gonna work for as long as they don't it's always gonna help depression it's always gonna help all that shit but when you don't have them you're gonna fucking feel miserable and your life does not get any better it only gets worse dude i was literally one shot away from being in a box underground and now i have a second chance at life or six sixth chance at life from all my other overdoses but i have a chance now to to actually teach this program to someone else who really wants it. I get to sponsor dudes, you know, and I get to share my life with them. I get to hear their life, and I get to better my life because of that, you know? And that's part of it is it's the teacher who gets taught. Our, our AA book is a cycle. Once you get to 12, you start back at one with someone else, and you do that for life. It's a lifetime thing, but it's not a hard lifetime thing. You know what I mean? It's simple steps, dude. Fucking take a look at your daily inventory. Who'd you fuck over? Who'd you do wrong? Admit it, dude. You know, prayer, meditation, get on your knees. Or if you don't get on your knees, just just talk to God. Talk to a higher power. Do anything it takes, dude, to to get out of yourself. Because we're all selfish people in addiction, and it, it only gets worse. You know what I mean? I think just just better your life for, for the others. You know, I think if, if, if you're happy and everyone else is happy, um, you're just going to, like, physically feel better about yourself you know there's fucking everyone's gonna have an obstacle in their life it's just taking steps on how to figure it out to get over it and i think i have those tools now you know what i mean i feel like i'm solid in my recovery i feel there's nothing that's gonna take me down as long as i stay in the action as long as i stay around the fellowship and i do what i'm supposed to do dude